Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What's up, Stevie Stacks? What's up, Micah, man? How you doing? I'm chilling, man. A whole lot of stuff going on. People losing money, people losing houses, but uh, I'm good. How are you? Uh, so far, so good, man. Just hanging in there and um, you know, taking it one day at a time. See what's up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got some new merch on my head. Some LLT going on here. The LLT merch. Wait, yeah. What episode we on? This is episode 120 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway, Turo, uh, Share Economy, Real Estate Podcast, all that stuff, you know. Yes, sir. We got another exciting guest. We got our guy Chris Henry in the building. What's up, Chris? What is up, Chris Henry? What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Oh, good, man. How you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Trying to uh, go day by day as we get through this this virus here. Coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah. I, uh, so I. I ended up picking up Chris because he one he's been a loyal follower of the show, and uh, I had posted a question today on Facebook, and I was asking about mortgage forbearance. I was the cons of it, and uh, Chris was like, "Man, I've been doing that, doing loan mods for about eight years." So I was like, "Oh yeah, you'd be the perfect person for the show." So picked up Chris, and uh, Chris is gonna give us the game, man. So if you do a mortgage forbearance, what is your opinion on doing that? Do you think it's a good idea just to save cash flow, or What's your opinion on it? Well, my opinion is based on your overall strategy and outcome. Uh, It just really depends on, and in this case, we're talking about investors, of course, obviously, right? But just overall in general, uh, when it comes to forbearances, is one thing that you have to watch. And that is the the underlying fact of you having to pay back uh, these monies that is owed to your lenders. Mm -hmm. And so forbearance can be a good thing if you can continue to collect rents, you know, maybe you want to help out. In this case, we're talking about, um, you know, a a disaster, right? So a financial disaster based on what's going on with Corona. So if you're trying to lower and help someone out yet still collect those rents uh, for a few months, that's a good, that's a good thing. Uh, But if you're simply trying to do this just based on uh, not receiving any kind of income, then it's going to be pretty tough on you when you come out of the term. So I'll get more into that as as we go along. Okay, real quick. uh, Can you describe what forbearance is for for some uh, listeners that might not know what it is? Yeah, so forbearance, uh, as ruled by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, is a term that allows a, a borrower to basically forego their payments for a period of time and then eventually pay back what they're down on or have not been uh, making payments on. Uh, so there's no accrued interest, only the interest that you, you're currently on. Um, and then you'd be you know, in a forbearance for, for about three months uh, if they allow you to. So that's that's a forbearance in a nutshell. So it's always no interest or like, let's say Wells Fargo is going to charge me interest or how does that work? 
Well, it's going to charge you the, the interest that you have on that loan, but there's no additional interest. There's not piled or compound interest on the three months, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, because I, I had talked to Wells Fargo about this whole thing, you know, just to see what kind of programs they had. And they said they, they offered forbearance and it was going to be, um, yeah, no, like I said, no payments for three months, plus no penalties and no no uh, hits to your credit. No hits, that's right, that's correct. Yeah, so, and that, that's what uh, Michael was saying, well, are they going to keep charging us interest? And um, so I guess, I mean, if it's no interest, it sounds like a, not a bad deal. Right. So there's no uh, accrued interest on the three-month forbearance time frame, uh, only the interest that's currently in place. So if, you, if you're if you at a 4%, 4.25, that's what it's going to be. The The downside to that, again, if you're, you're stuck in a situation where you're renters or, uh, you know, if you're Airbnb host, as you guys are, uh, if you're not generating any income, once the term is over, you know, you're going to be stuck with making that payment, that, that three month payment. Oh, 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 oh. so what, what happens? I mean, where does that, how do they make you pay that back? Do they spread that over the loan or what happens? No, that's uh that's, that's a payment that is owed um, at the end of the term. Hold so on. I Let's see, at the end of the entire mortgage term or at the end of that three-month term? At the end of that three-month term. Oh, I didn't, they didn't tell me that. Yeah. Yeah, I so know it was Yeah, so according to, and, and we, had a, we had a conference call today uh, with, with some of our you know, managers, and uh, I specifically wanted to clarify that because I was coming on this show. And so, so the, the borrower would have to pay that term. Now, here's the key. The key is, is that they are literally trying to uh, pretty much put you in a modification type situation. Mm-hmm. So it's ideal for a person who's literally having a hardship. Uh, so that's the reason why I was telling you guys it has to be careful, right? So if, if a person is literally having a hardship, um, this would benefit them greater because if they were current, they had a life-altering situation financially, they got behind, they used that forbearance to kind of get themselves together. Maybe they changed jobs, whatever the case is, after that term, either they're going to pay that three months or they're going to modify this loan. So it's kind of like, you know, setting you up to, to, get, you, to get you modified. I figure. I mean, I, we can't outthink these banks. I figured they had like some sort of way to where they make their money, you know. Um, now I have a question: While your loan or is in a forbearance state, are you allowed to refinance? Uh, you are allowed to refinance, uh, but again, that's going to come down to the origination side. That's also going to come down to where you are with your credit. You know, so things of that sort. So um, <clears throat> now you 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 have to you have to complete the term though. So you you're not you're not asking why you in the forbearance can you refund that? No, you have to complete the entire term of the forbearance. So if that if that term agreement is three months, you have to go through that three month term. Oof. Okay, makes sense. 
Dang. Yeah. yeah, okay. So you know accrued interest, but you're going to have to pay that in full. Now, is there a way where you can – because this is also what I was thinking. Because it sounds like a lot of forbearances, you're really going to have to do some negotiating. So, like, is there a way where you could tell the bank, like, look, if I don't pay these three months, y'all give me these three months, can you just extend my loan period term on extra well, three months? Well, there, w- there would be – and that, that's going to be based on the guidelines of who the investor of the loan is. So, for example, if if um, you know if it's Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, hold on one moment. Let me get my. So, so Fannie and Freddie has a thing called a cap and extension. Mm-hmm. So basically, what that means is is that you can get an extension if it's a Fannie Mae backed loan uh, for the amount of months you're down on. So, for example. If you are uh, two months down, let's just say hypothetically, um, you were in this forbearance plan, you agreed to a 90 day forbearance term, right? And for the first month, um, first two months, you wouldn't, re- you wouldn't generate income for whatever, for whatever reason, whatever the outcome. And that second month, you actually literally was able to generate income and you had the money, right? And you paid that particular mortgage for that month. So you're down two months now. Mm-hmm. So if you're down two months, they'll extend you based on the cap and extension for that two months. But that's only on a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac back loan. So if it's an FHA, USA, <clears throat> USDA, VA loan, it's not going to work. Because mm. like, cause I was figuring if I didn't have to pay mortgages for three months, you know, let's just say – I'd be about $15,000, you know, saving, not paying mortgages. Right. So you're saying on month four, they say, uh, that's due. You need to pay me that 15 grand. Correct. Correct. Oh, yeah. I almost, I almost don't, don't want to do it now, man. That's just like, what's the point? I mean, if I could still, you know, get my renters to pay and all that stuff. But then, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's a rough one right there, man. Yeah. So it, it, it will help, like I said, um, on the on the, the borrow side, the investor side, uh, it may not be the ideal situation, unless unless you know you have a plan to keep this property um, longer than you you wanted to, um, along with being able to either refinance that mortgage, or you're going to go into a modification. Now, the upside about the modification is. Uh, it could lower your, your overall payment, you know, it could lower your overall payment. Um, the principal obviously is going to, uh, increase because we got to restructure this loan, uh, and put those payments you missed on the back end. Right. So that's going to increase. Uh, but depending on what type of, uh, interest you have, uh, you could get a lower interest rate and overall lower your monthly mortgage payment. Okay. Uh. So in other words, ain't nothing for free in life, huh, Chris? That's that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> so and the reason why this came up, uh, the listeners, why by the mortgage forbearance came up, because uh, we were, we were pretty much talking about like, hey, we you know we're, after this whole coronavirus, we might be in a recession. We don't know what we're gonna be. We, the economy's gonna be in shambles, and uh, one, of, be. I'm, one of my economy, all of it, you know, <laughs> gonna be. So, 
Yeah, it's already there. <laughs> so we pretty much was like, hey, well, what's some ideas that investors or people, homeowners can come up with? You know, and one of the people that one of my mentors, he went ahead and mentioned, he said, hey, man, you can go get mortgage forbearance. And he said uh, he was telling people, hey, if it's a pandemic, you got to do what you got to do. But yeah. it sounds it's just sounding like, man, from you really need to hop in that route if you really can't pay your mortgage. Right. Cause it's right. Like, right. Yeah. Because it's it don't really sound like you about to save much. You know, you about to just unless you just stacking bread, you know, just want to pay it all off at the end. I don't know. You know. Right. No, um, it's definitely not the ideal situation for uh, the investor that is cash flow positive, mm-hmm. um, you know, that has a, a pretty good return rate on their rents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't advise investors. And that's the reason why I want to get on this uh, show to to share the knowledge that uh, is coming down from me mm-hmm. and uh, to help out the community. So uh, but it's not the ideal situation to uh, go ahead and, and get a forbearance uh, if you're in that situation, especially if your tenants are actually paying, you know, they haven't been hit uh, in any way, uh, financially anyway. And so uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily advise that part uh, of the strategy unless you want to literally modify the loan. Oh man, I just because uh, I talked to Wells Fargo and they're like, "We'll give you three months." You know, I, I just talked to them. They're like, "Yeah, you ain't got to pay it for April, May, and June." I'm like, "Oh, cool," but they was like, "We'll send you all the paperwork after the term." You know what I mean? So right. I'm like, nah, I'm about to pay mine. I ain't about to be. Uh, yeah, but they that's... didn't men- they didn't mention no balloon payment to us at the end, right? No, they didn't. I've but but at the same time, he's the second source I've talked to that said that. It was like, yeah, they hit you with a balloon payment. It was like, because I've heard the only way to truly get away with it, you have to tell them, hey, you got to give me no interest and you got to tack on the payments at the end, which is where Chris comes in. He was like, yeah, that's just a loan modification. They just modifying the whole loan, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly. It's it's basically, you know, I don't know if it's on purpose. I don't even think it's on purpose, but it is a bait in a sense to to get you in to, to modify that loan. Um, now what I can share with you is, and this is, this is off the record, so to speak. So for everybody listening, uh, this is not completely set in stone, but we did learn something from, uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac that there's a possibility, uh, that they're going to pass down a, uh, a forbear- I'm sorry, a deferment of payments for six months. And this, this is forever changing guys. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could change, you know, tomorrow. And, and it's kind of day by day based on what we're going with because go, going through uh, just because of the coronavirus and the updates we're getting. So now, if that is the case, and if it is a Fannie Freddie loan and they do roll out the deferment, then you it's in your favor. Okay. Right? So it is in your favor if the deferment of payments are actually extended for the six months. But again, that is, that's day to day. So uh, that's no guarantee just yet. Maybe if I learn something (laughs) in the next week or so, maybe I can hop back on and give you guys some updates. So So, so that's legit. That'll be a game changer. Yeah, that will be a game changer. If they do deferred, you know, then dang, that's that's interesting. Because I know from the last crash, they trying to, 
better themselves, come up with exactly. different kinds of ways, you know, come up yeah. with different kinds of ways. Because like you said, I think Steve's the one who says it all the time, man, the bank don't want no keys, man. They they want payments. A lot of keys, man. Now, the, the yeah, funny thing is oh, – go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was just saying that, you know, Fannie and Freddie are very clear on uh, not losing money. Um, and they, they'll stick um, the lenders, the servicers with uh, whatever penalties uh, if, if we didn't board those loans uh, the right way. Because uh, they're, they're, not, they're not in the business of losing money, period. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, go ahead. Um, no, no, I bet a lot of this, and it's, and it's funny how, how this is happening, because I bet a lot of this is uh, reminding people of, of how they handled their student loans when they got out of college, man. All these terms, yeah. deferment and forbearance. And right. it's, yeah, and that's, and a lot of these, oh, yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm save some money now. You know, I can still go out and party and blah, blah, blah. A lot of that is, is the reason we still have student loans, because we did all that yeah, crap right. in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like free money, but you always got to pay the piper with interest. <laughs> That's right. See, now, I will, I will say this. I will say this, though. Um, I also learned, too, that there's no penalty to pay while in the deferment. You can actually pay, you know, um, while you're in the forbearance, I'm sorry. Uh, you can still actually pay while you're in a forbearance uh, just to, you know, have a hedge against that balloon if, you, if you'd like. Uh, so that is a nice thing. They'll just sit the money in what we call suspense. Uh, and then once you come out of the term, it'll it'll be applied. Okay. So, just a little nugget there too. So, so there's a lot to think about. Yeah, because I have buddies that work. Oh, I'm gonna do it, man. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pay off my car while I'm doing it. I'm gonna do this and that. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I guess it's free money for everybody right now. But <laughs> yeah, there's a big catch, guys. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be sure to tell them. That's great, uh, it man. it is a catch, and so I want to share that with you. That is a catch, and and that catch is literally uh, a loan modification. Yeah, which they'll get. I mean, imagine how much money they make. To, you know, all these people figure out, oh, crap, I got to pay this back. And then they got to try to figure out how to modify or refinance right. all this crap. Because, I mean, that's a lot of fees involved in refinancing, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, There's so a lot of fees involved in refinance. You, you have to come out of pocket for the appraisals. Um, the origination fees are a little bit different. The credit score... Uh, it's a little different uh, qualification than than uh, a new new home buyers. And let's say in that period, maybe your credit goes down, and right. then uh, in that period also, um, I don't know. It's just like when when you get to that point where you got to pay it back, and you're like, well, you you got to pay this money to us or refinance or re, or modification, That's and right. then you'd be like, well. I can't, I don't have the money. And, and then you're going to be like, okay, well, let's mod remodify. And your interest rate, you, the sweet interest rate at 4% goes up to like five or six because <laughs> your credit's messed up now. And then that's the best. And plus you got to pay all the fees. Ooh, it could, it could get ugly. Yeah, it can get ugly. It can get ugly. Yeah, because um, I've heard of people forbearing their mortgage and they get stuck with not only the balloon payment, sometimes they'll, the, the bank will remodify like, oh, we'll add it on to the end, but then they'll, uh, Oh, I forgot. I got to get Brian to talk about it. He he broke it down like he said, man. There's so many steps that you just don't know, you know. And that, that's why I posed the question: What are the cons? I don't want to know the pros. What's the cons? But but actually, I'd like to know now after talking about all this. What are the pros besides? I guess if you're just a person who 
can't pay at that time. Is that the only pro to forbearing your mortgage? Well, let me let me just share this with you and stay with the con here real quick, uh, because I think some listeners need to know this. And this is important that if you have not been in a loan um, more than 12 months, uh, especially an FHA loan uh, during the seasoning period, uh, you you won't qualify for a modification. So. You definitely would want to forego, especially if you are, um, you know, receiving those rent payments. You you probably want to go for forego the forbearance uh, strategy. People who hop in right at the crash to get hit. But go go ahead, Steve. Now, now, question: What if, like, let's for example, I bought my house in April, right? And and then so I put in for the forbearance now in March, but the seasoning. The, my 12 months will come up in April, you know what I'm saying, during my forbearance. Now, how does that count also? The no, months it, that I wouldn't... It has to be season for a full 12-month uh, 12 month term. Now, that is only on FHA loans. Yeah, yeah that's that's what I got. That's what okay. I'm saying. Because, like, right now, if I, I mean, I, I started the forbearance right now. Just, mm-hmm. But in, a, in three months from now, it'll be 12. It'll be past 12, 12, 12. months. Yeah. So it'd be good to modify it. So you, you may, and that's something that you probably need to negotiate, you know, just say, Hey, look, I'm, I'm at this place. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm one month out for the 12 month season and, and really just let them know that you, you know what they know. Right. So <laughs> you, you, you know what they know uh, and just kind of, you know, share your, your findings about this. And just say, hey, I, I've been making my payments, but here, here I am today, and this is what I need help with. Uh, and and at this point, uh, everybody is so vulnerable. Uh, there is a there is a possibility that you would probably get approved, even uh, you know that short out from being seasoning uh, of the twelve months. Now I can I can right offhand think of a a pro. Okay. Because I mean, this is yeah, that's a scary facing a big ass payment, big ass balloon payment at the end. But instantly, I'm thinking, okay, well, this this um, epidemic's going on right now, and then uh, there's some optimism. The president's saying, hopefully by Easter things start getting back to normal. Yeah, we'll see. Whatever. But that buys you three months time if you if you're planning on selling this house, right? Rental property that buys you three months to put it on the market try to get a good deal on it, boom, sell it, then you don't have to face that balloon payment. That is correct. That so is that's, correct. that's a big pro right there. And that, that, that is definitely something that, uh, you know, can be done. You know, it just depends on, you know, in our market, for the most part, I, I think that house houses sell, if they're priced right, uh, anywhere from 56 days they're on the market or something like that, on average, right? So, it, you know, I think if you priced right, I think you can you can do that. And what what market are you in, real quick? Well, I mean, I'm here in the uh, Little Elm Frisco area. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, and I'm happy Steve brought that up about selling. Um, I was talking to somebody earlier, and they said, uh, "Yeah, matter of fact, I, we was talking about it before we started casting." Me and Chris, we were like, because I said, um, "Friend of my friend of the show," he said he could see. The after all this blows over, he could see a lot of people panic selling their houses. Like, hey, you know, this kind of got kind of scary. They might those people who were saying, "Hey, I'm a sell," but didn't ever put their house on the market. They might 
you know, do a panic sale. Like, fuck it, I'm going to sell my house, you know. And uh, that, that's a good idea. You know, that those people are out there, you know, and then for people who have cash on hand, it's good for them. They can go ahead and hop yeah. in, you know. So it's uh, it's going to be an interesting – it's going to be an interesting little – I think between now and September, it's going to be interesting to see what's going yeah. on. <clears throat> yeah. And believe it or not, man, people are already – they're already tuning in. They're, they're already tuning in to uh, see what's out there, you know. And Fannie and Freddie are rolling out programs. You know, like I said, we're getting updates day after day. So uh, just be on the lookout. More updates are, are sure to come uh, as we move forward with this this pandemic. So Now, now real, real quick, I'm going to go over a con that I see. And the con that I see is that us guys as investors, we're throwing our stuff in forbearance. But yet we're still wanting to actively look for good deals. We can't go, I mean, can we go and buy, put in for a loan to buy a house while we're in forbearance with our other four homes? Would that work? Yeah, you can. And remember, uh, no, nothing is reported to your credit. Uh, there's no late fees assessed. So you're basically free and clear of what you owe, right? You, you don't, you're not taking a hit at all. You only may experience the hit after the term is over. So okay, but I mean, I just, I just thought that'd be weird by saying, calling up Wells Fargo. Hey, you know, I can't make my rents on the on the three rental properties in my personal home um, because of you know because of Corona. Um, but at the same time, I'm calling back. Hey, can I get a loan for a, for a sixth house or a fifth house? You know what I'm saying? I just well, thought that would be that would look a little weird. Well, it probably would with the same lender. Um, ah, good point. Good point. But maybe not so much. Not so much if you go with uh, Bank of America. Some people don't like Bank of America, but, <laughs> but uh, if you go with Bank of America, you may be you may be okay. And and on that same note, another pro would to to. Um, for this whole, the whole forbearance thing that people are talking about. Uh, and then those that are looking to, to get out of these homes, you know, like, Oh crap, you know, get it out of some of these, these, um, these homes are not, they're barely making, you know, the rents on from the, from their, from their renters. You yeah. can go, you with knowing this, just this piece of knowledge going in there and trying to, trying to buy these homes from them. You have a real good negotiating tool. You say, Hey, by the way, I mean, if you're in forbearance, if you happen to be in forbearance right now, you're gonna have to pay that back in three months. That's not free money. And they'll be like, holy shit. And then they'll be really motivated to sell you their house. I mean, that's a Yeah, they they're trying to come up with this nine thousand dollar payment. <laughs> and you'd be like, bro, I can buy it right now, you know. Get it yeah. off your hands. How, how you think about it, if you was to forbear, like how Steve said, fifteen thousand dollars, you forbear that. Let's say you forbear that, put all those properties on the market. You save that three months, you can buy buy, buy another property, sell those. You know, it it it, it has some cons. It, it, it's some it's it's some pros. It has some pros. You just have to be real. It, it, the, the pros come out of creativity. It sounds like. Well, that and you you have to you know you have to talk to guys like me uh, that are more on the inside, uh, who are really getting some of the you know the handouts uh, from the investors and some of the mortgage companies and what we can and can't do, uh, you know, and again, like some of your private label lenders, um, they have different guidelines. I mean, they pretty much will be able to do whatever they want. Uh, and that is something that, 
you know, I can't necessarily share with you because we don't always get those uh, handed out as you would, you know, uh, a government backed loan or, or Fannie and Freddie because they're more more regulated, if you will. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Makes sense. Okay. Oh hey. uh, yeah, man. That's that's some good good nuggets right here, man. That we we're digging it. Uh, real quick, you ever played football before? Yes, I actually did. We we were actually uh, sharing that uh, before we got on that I did play at UAPB, University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Uh, what, then what, I played. What position? A cornerback. Cornerback. So okay. I, 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 I thought I was Dion. <laughs> Best position to play out there, yes, sir. Yeah, because no, I was just wondering how we're going to market this episode. I'm going to say, you know, famous football player Chris Henry hops on the <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, they probably mistake like, did he come back from? Did he come back a lot? You know, so like, <laughs> they might be mistaking me for the Cincinnati Bengal. <laughs> right. That's cool. That's cool. But I did play though, so that's good. We uh, wouldn't be cool. lying. Chris, the famous Chris Henry on our show. <laughs> man. But, yeah, man, so, yeah, so forbearance, you know, that's an option to look at. You know, you guys know the pros and cons to it if you're going to do that. Um, now, here's a big question ahead, people are people wondering, mm-hmm. especially me, because, like, people are, like, when they saw the, the, government, the interest rates, you know, the Fed dropped the interest rates to zero, they're like, oh, crap, I'm going to redo my loan, and they call up the banks, and they're like, uh, actually, uh, rates are three point three point seven or three point eight, right? Like, wait a minute, it said zero on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Zero's to the bank, right? Yes, that's yeah, that's correct. So, so that um, that allows the bank to borrow, you know, money, but not the consumer. So that's talking about strictly the bank and what they're what they're able to do, um, and more specifically, the uh, the Federal Reserve, right? And so, uh, but no, that has absolutely nothing really to do with the consumer. Um, but the rates are historically low, uh, as as we've all known. But um, no, you can't, there's absolutely no way a bank is going to lend you money without <laughs> adding interest. <laughs> so, so pretty much, so when they, they say, hey, the Fed cuts it to 0% interest, the consumer just expects that their interest is just going to go down because now the bank's like, okay, I can give it to you at a lower interest rate and still make a profit. Correct. Right. Right. Okay. But that, yeah. Yeah. But you but ain't getting that. Zero no, you're not getting that. You're not getting that 0. 0.5. <laughs> now here, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So on a loan modification, depending on uh, who the investor is, that loan modification interest rate can go as low as 1%. It, I've seen it as low as 1%. However, they may do a 40-year mortgage on you, Ooh. right? So if you think about that, they're actually going to make money. You, you'll either be paying this off through your, <laughs> through your kids or grandkids, depending on how old you are, or you're going to be forced to, uh, you know, sell at a, at a price – that you you probably don't want because you're you're probably so far upside down. Oh, so you're saying one percent interest? Yeah, one percent interest, but they may extend the terms out forty years. Now, I mean, I'd sign up today if I could get one percent interest for the forty year, and, and but I just could I pay extra each month? And then oh I, yeah, without penalty. Okay, that's that's what I would do. That would be perfect. Yeah. 
Um, but you know that that doesn't happen that often. But I, I have seen I've seen quite a few at at a one percent on a modification. And folks, Chris Henry will get you that rate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't guarantee that, but I have seen it. <laughs> forty one percent at forty. I would do that too, man. Just <laughs> hey, a little extra day. <laughs> Dang, that's yeah. crazy. Man. Sure, there's a lot of catches involved, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It, there there is a lot of uh, there's a lot to that uh, structuring that loan in that way. I mean, it just kind of depends on the value of the home, how far the person is behind. You know, I mean, I've seen loans that have literally were 89 months past due. Ooh. 89 months, not days, 89 months uh, past due and actually got modified. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. So, and, and again, that, that, that's depending on the state, the value, and, and all of that. So, See, I started hearing about those long loans, 40 years or more loans from my friends in California because it's hard to buy a house out there. Mm-hmm. So they had to spread it you know, even farther just to be able to afford some affordable payments. Right. Yeah. And and we've seen those. I've seen a lot of those in, in California. Um, New York, too. Uh, as a matter of fact, a New York loan was a loan that I actually saw that had that 89-month uh, uh, past due that actually got modified. Wow. And now, um, and car loans I've seen, like, it's real common now. I've, I've seen buddies get seven-year car loans. Yes, yes. Do they go farther farther than seven years? No, I, I no, I've seen that. That's as far as I've seen on the car loan side. So I'm like, if we start getting these loans for like you know seven years for a car or, or more, or in a house forty years or more, I mean, why don't we just why don't we just rent these things, man? <laughs> it's just like you're renting it forever, right? You know that truck ain't gonna be working after seven years. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely not. After five years, it's falling apart, man. So. So, okay, this is, a, I guess, the big subject everybody wants to get into because you work on the inside of the loans and getting everything coming down. What What is the aftermath of this corona like? I know you're seeing changes. They're, they're talking about changing up mortgage. What could you see as the aftermath after all this is done, the coronavirus, you know, we're coming out from under our stairs, as I said. What, could you, what do you see as the aftermath of it? Well, depending on how long it lasts. Um, yeah that's going to determine the aftermath. Um, like we were saying earlier on the show, if, if we don't see a taper off by mid April, at least by mid April, I think the entire economy uh, is going to suffer and the housing market will take a huge hit. Um, now on my side, modification side, we're going to be extremely busy. As a matter of fact, we're already, you know, ramping up uh, as some of the the loan processes have uh, originations have kind of stalled or or tapered off. I mean, they're not extremely slow, uh, but it it hadn't been on fire like you would expect, especially hearing the news that, uh, you know, interest rates have been cut to zero, basically. So uh, but I, I think if we don't see a taper off, I think. I think the entire economy, including the, the real estate market, is going to take a, a, a hit. Mm. How about you, Steve? What do you think the aftermath of the corona is? The aftermath? I think a whole lot of rich people are going to get a whole lot richer from all this. I believe that, too. 
I agree with that. I do agree with that. I, it, it always happens. There are always people in the know. It's crazy. I, I call we don't have capitalism here. We have crony capitalism. So the, the rich people, you know, they put in the guy, their guys in power, their, their guys in power, you know, do special stuff for them and, and believe that a lot of these rich, um, rich people, investors or whatever, are going to get um, paid off by the government on that, on those, on that three, uh, six trillion dollar handout they're about to do. Yeah. But, you know, politics aside, it's, and, the, and one thing I was hearing, like a lot of these um, congressmen and senators started having these closed door meetings saying, this, this uh, coronavirus is coming this way. And this is what's probably going to happen. So y'all should probably start selling your stocks now. Before they t- And then they go tell us, hey, yeah. you know, everything's fine. You know, this is nothing. This is a hoax, whatever they're telling us. Yet they're selling their personal stocks because they knew this shit was going to hit the fan. And so they're fine. They're dandy. They made all these record profits and stuff. But it's, just, uh, it's the little, you know, the little people that gets crushed in all this. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just my little political rant right there. My, uh... So I talked to my guy, Jabron, earlier. Jabron, <laughs> you know Jabron's funny, but he uh, he said something that was kind of interesting to me. He was like, he was like, I think he's this is what he this is what his opinion was. And I actually agreed with it. He was like, I think the he said this might sound a little insensitive. He said, but I think the government is gonna be like is gonna look at the numbers of what the economy's doing to what coronavirus is doing, and if ain't enough people dying from coronavirus, they're gonna be like, look, we got to get the economy moving again. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I And I was like, man, I could see them doing that, you know, because it's like, yo, if people ain't just falling dead on the street, like, you know, they boom, Corona and I'm out. You know what I mean? You got to crack Not like that. Ebola. Yeah. You know, Not like, like Ebola. <laughs> yeah. Because right now, we, like I think, Steve, you said earlier, man, the economy already gone. It's down. You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's, you know, it, it's people taking a hit, you know? So I don't know. It, it's interesting. I think I could see the I could see the government doing that, you know. And and to, you know, like I said earlier, uh, prior to getting on the show, uh, it's kind of like, you know, if you ever play stocks, especially penny stocks, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that at all. Like, yeah. uh, but <clears throat> when you, it's kind of like a, a shakedown, you know, you, you're shaking out the weak hands. And I think that's part of what is actually going on too is, you know, Booming economy, everybody's becoming a millionaire overnight through, you know, FBA, uh, short-term rentals. Uh, they can't slow down the, the, the little guys, you know. Uh, they, they just can't seem to wrap their mind around how these people are creating wealth, uh, so to speak, or, or becoming a better, you know, financially uh, positioned individual. Uh, let's do something to shake, shake, shake some weak hands here and, and see if they can. <laughs> they can navigate through this. So that, that's, that's, I was thinking that same thing, like, because everybody's four hundred one k's was getting pretty fat, and I was thinking these rich people are like, man, how can we get our hands on that money? Right. You know, what are they doing with all that money? <laughs> <laughs> they found a way to get their hands on our money, man. That's exactly. crazy. And that's one of the things I'm like, you got to find out other hustles or other other investments. They can't just blindly give your money to Wall Street, man. That crooked is exactly. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. Man, yeah. totally. So it's good to have. It's good. I, I still think rental properties is, is the best way to go. Me personally, because I mean, there's the, like you, like we were saying, they don't want the keys back. They'll do all kinds of modifications, this and that. And if you can get some good renters in there, man, you could just you know you know get to the point where it's paid down a lot, you know, or paid off one day. You know, I was thinking, man, 
if I had three three of these paid off rentals, man, that's I'm making like um, five thousand a month, you know. Yeah. Cash flow, and that's today's money. I'm sure you know in future money it'd be more like ten thousand a month. Right. But I'm like, man, I, you know, I just 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 thinking of the whole um, forbearance thing, and I was like, wow, man. So people that have paid off houses are making this much cash flow a month. You know, that's yeah. nice. That's nice. That's real wealth right there. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> And I had some because like because uh, I've been like I, I've been doing pretty good with the whole throughout the whole coronavirus thing. I have a short term that's doing well, like the ones I'm responsible for. My short term, I just had someone book for a month, and they stay in a whole month. So I'm like I'm good till the end of April. Yeah. But then I was like, man, I, but I do have a corporate rental, which I he, I haven't talked to him yet. Now I need to hit him up tomorrow. And I ain't, he ain't, I ain't had that uncomfortable, he hasn't brought to me that uncomfortable conversation. Hey, I lost my job or nothing. So, but I think that's something people got to start looking at. Like, man, you know, I ain't had that happen to me yet. And I'm like, man, blessed that they still out there rolling. And that's one good thing I would say about corporate rentals. You know, those people, like, especially traveling nurses right now, they ain't high demand, you know, they paying $4,000 to go to Washington, D.C. right now, you know, so. You know, it, it's good. It's a good. It's a good thing to be in the corporate space. And uh, one thing I learned was, uh, you should definitely be a corporate rental business and then use Airbnb as just your vacancy as a gap filler. You know, so yeah, man. I don't yeah, know, no. Steve. You, you haven't had that unfriendly uh, text yet, have you? <laughs> unfriendly text. Um, no, not unfriendly. The uncomfortable. Text. Uh, uncomfortable text. I've gotten a few, and I'll be like, uh, I can see who it is. I'm like, oh man, I open it, and it's like, and it's, and it's, been, it's been cool so far. It's been cool so far. One of you know, one of my renters, they um, they do like you know, carpet cleaning, and house cleaning. So they're in high demand right now. They're working like crazy. Yeah. People want their houses cleaned. And um, another one is like a preacher at a church, and I think he's probably salaried and stuff. So he's pretty good. Oh, and then, they get paid every Sunday. No, <laughs> and then the other one, you know, they kind of, they, she, she kind of make her money off on the internet. So I don't, I don't know how she makes her money on the internet, but she, like I said, everybody's staying home. <laughs> everybody's staying home right now, so she might be in high demand too. <laughs> Hope she don't listen to this show. Um, <laughs> but, your winner's your still getting bread. We so I, it sounds like they're all pretty good right now. Having had the, <laughs> the tough conversation. He plays video games for money. Okay, that's that's the story. All right, let's stick to it. Um, <laughs> okay, um, let's get this back on track. Uh, Chris Henry, um, yeah. Do you have Do you have any rentals of your of your own? No, I don't have any rentals. Um, I've you know wholesale you know houses, but I hadn't bought any rentals. I've been you know I've been following you guys and wanting to you know prick your brains on on how to get into space, but. I think right now I'm gonna hold off for a second. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was gonna ask you. You think being in the industry is it a good time to buy? Is opportunities right now? Well, um, good question. Not right now. In my opinion, I think um, if you're patient and just wait just a little bit, because it, it, right now the real estate market hadn't actually taken a hit, so to speak. And I'm talking about taking a hit in terms of value. You know, the, you know, the value hadn't dropped yet. Um, we won't see that until we know which direction we're going to be able to go as a country. Is 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 the deaths or the cases tapering, or is it continuing to accelerate? So that's the reason why I think that 
by April the 6th, um, we should have a pretty good feel for where the market can go and, and probably predict what what's going to happen, uh, even in the real estate space. Ooh, man, that was a good question to you. That was, that was my question too. Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, it would be a risk, especially if you have other mortgages, if you're going to take on another mortgage, you know, at this time. Well, you... You, you got to understand that, you know, most people um, that are in corporate America, so to speak, um, have transitioned to work from home. So there's a lot that's actually going on where people are still making money like they, they you know, they're making money to buy a house. Right. And to move and do this and that, you know, certain industries are continuing to to thrive. Um, there are other businesses where people depend on, you know, their Waffle House, you know, some people may be, you know, a manager. I, I think Panda pays their um, store manager like, you know, 60 grand. I mean, that's not a lot, but that's, you know, that's that's decent enough to to pay a 15, 16, $1,700 rent or mortgage, right? And so those people are the ones that I'm talking about that could, uh, could suffer the most if we have to continue to do social distancing. Man, I would suggest would one thing that um, right now it's going to be a lot of like if you want to do some upgrades to your houses right now, if you want to, I don't know, put a patio or do some flooring or something. These guys are like, they're like really um, scared. You know, they're, they're giving good deals right now. So hit yeah. up your guys yeah. and you can start getting, you can start making your houses, improving on your houses right now for, for like pennies on the dollar. That might be a better route than going yeah. buying a whole new one. That's, that's correct. Uh, and I agree with that. And I can see that being, uh, you know, an alternative uh, to, uh, to to hedge against what could be. So n the, the crazy thing about this is, is that no one literally knows uh, what the future holds because no one has been able to, uh, no one was alive 100 years ago or 102 years ago. So no one can tell by experience what they did in the economy in order to overcome what happened 102 years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a long time. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been uh, a learning curve for everyone uh, in the in the world so so far. So. Right. Right. One thing one of our one of our previous guests, um, the millennial millionaire, um, he came on our show. He was talking about because how he he likes to get big houses and then make each room like its own apartment unit. Right. And so I thought that was cool, especially in recessionary times, people can't afford to rent a big house anymore, you know? Hey, they, right. gotta, they gotta live somewhere. So he has yeah. a big ass house with a decent mortgage, you got a, a good deal on it right now, but you know how to, you, you got your guys and you know how to modify it to give each person their own bathroom, their own whatever, the right. net. Man, you could probably make some good money right now doing that. Yeah, now that that's a real um, creative way to uh, stay above when when things are going underwater so that that's a real creative way to do that and, and i'm happy you because chris you said uh you didn't know about hopping into short-term rentals right now and it's funny i was talking to um one of our past guests earlier and he was saying he, he had hit me and he was like hey this dude just gave me a 20 package deal 20 unit deal of his airbnbs he's like look i'll give you 20 of my units and like first thing i asked him i'm like if you take on 20 units right now, you got to be, it's a 100% reserve play because you probably ain't going to make no money right now. You might make a little money, 
You know what I mean? But you you better have your reserves packed. He was like, man, hell no, I ain't got reserves for that. So I was like, yeah, man, you got you might not yeah. want to pick that up, you know. So yeah. and, and I, I no, I could tell you this. Let's say you had the twenty units and you could pick them up, and you had the reserves for it. I think depending on how long this thing lasts, you might come out making some bread. You might be making well over six figures a year, you know, off that, you know, so it, I, I think you can get in right now. If you can find people that are struggling with their units and want to sell their leases, like what arbitrage route, but you got to, the only, the only scary part, the only unknown factor, we don't know how long this thing's going to last. Right. And see, that's, and, and I, that's but also, yeah. And on the back end, I told him if you maybe, if you gotten a contract with like a, traveling nursing agent or a traveling doctor agency right now then picked up the units and then they putting people in your place for you that could work too so it's about creativity what would you say yeah, that's that's thinking outside of the box yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely sure. whatever you do if you're going to rent short term or corporate put in a policy byotp bring your own toilet paper yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Still ain't none out there. Still the shelves are empty. Hey, quick tip for those that may be listening, and I may be uh, shooting myself in the foot. Uh, In the DFW area, you know, we do have a lot of small um, supermarkets, uh, Indians, Indian-owned places. You might be able to find some toilet paper from there now. Just saying. I've heard that. I've heard that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I have a secret. I have a little secret connect on toilet paper. I ain't had to use it yet. Yeah, I, have I haven't had to use it because Walmart. You know, Walmart now they have a toilet paper guy on the aisle. Man, he got to pass yeah. on the toilet paper. Man, yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I don't think Steve been on Facebook, but no, I, I went over there and they was passing out toilet paper. It was one more left up there. And I was like, oh damn! So I start coughing, man. I, I start like going <laughs> coughing. <and stuff. laughs> Man, them people got the hell up out of there. <laughs> I got the last toilet paper, man. So <laughs> cleaned out the aisle, cleared out the aisle, man. Yeah, they was like, oh, we gotta go. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I ain't had to use my toilet paper connect yet. But yeah, it's uh, they, they they you should be able to get toilet paper. They they gotta hand it out. They hand it out like it's crazy, man. So, <laughs> this one dude, I was I was checking out, and this one dude had two um two things of toilet paper. But, like, and he was trying to check out, and the lady was like, hey, how'd you get that? And he was like, well, one of them was just sitting on the shelf, and they, like, snatched out of his basket, like, no, you can't take it. And Ooh. they gave it to another guy, like, he can't have, you can't have no more than two. Than one, apparently. He had two, right? Yeah, he had two. You can't have more than one, my bad. So, like, yeah, you can only have one uh, toilet paper stack, man. I was like, damn. damn. But I, I just don't get it. I'm like, man, y'all crazy out here, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that panic mentality. It really is. You know, we were talking about that, you know, and after this pandemic, we don't know what's going to happen because that's fear. Fear does a lot to people, man. It will. Fear does create action. It might be irrational action, but it's going to create some action. You know, I still I still got access to uh, my job. You know, thank goodness I still got a job. But um, they have that that toilet paper they give us. It's pretty much like 30 grit sandpaper. (laughs) Got wood chips in it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so I can uh, push comes to shove. I'll bring that shit home. <laughs> yeah, like I, I ain't had no problem getting it though. But yeah, that's why uh, they got it at Walmart. The toilet paper guy. I said you got to go talk to the TP guy. You just slip him a slip him a ten. You know, he hook <laughs> he hook you up. <laughs> Man, 
Oh man, it's been a good good interview, Chris. Man, we we appreciate you hopping on, and so people could um, I mean, people, you could you could help people out with their modifications, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, so even if we don't uh, service the loan, um, if you wanted to, you know, pick my brain on what you think you should do, I mean, feel free to do so. Um, you know, I'm on Facebook, Chris Henry. Uh, I'm on. <clears throat> Uh, Instagram is Chris Hen 5 and I'm on Twitter, Chris Hen 5 um, You know, I will interact there, uh, but yeah, I, I've been doing this long enough to know um, what to share with someone if if they're in trouble uh, in terms of loan modifications and, and forbearances. Nice, nice, yeah. Yeah, you're giving us a wealth a wealth of information here because I I'm thinking twice about doing that because yeah that's that's a big old balloon payment man. Yeah, no, it's definitely not to scare you, not to, um, <laughs> but it is to you know alert you, make you aware of what uh, you have before you. So uh, I'm glad I was able to get on and and add value to you guys and your community. So. Yeah. Okay. Man. What what is your what are you looking to get into? I mean, you said you're thinking of doing some short term and corporate. Well, um, I, like I said, I've been following you guys, and uh, when you follow people like that, you, you almost can't help but to at least see what it's about, right? But like I said, I've been a wholesale, you know, I, I wholesale uh, houses, but I'm transitioning into um, buying notes. Um, oh, nice. And, and so, yeah, so <clears throat> I've been, uh, I almost had a deal actually in Memphis on, on note buying, mm -hmm. uh, but the terms just didn't work out for us the way we wanted it to. Um, seller was kind of holding back some information until we dug deep into how he structured it, structured his his loan, and uh, it just didn't add up. So, uh, but yeah, so me being in the mortgage servicing space uh, for as long as I have, it just only makes sense for me to get involved in notes because I I, I know how to modify if. I have to, so I know how to how to structure the loan too. And plus, you get the the pick of the litter, right? Because you get to see all the good ones first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's that's one of the reasons why we're transitioning into into notes. So I I see I see you you're talking about doing wholesaling, and then doing notes. So it's two like um like smaller risk, bigger reward type deals you're into. Correct. Yeah. Because, see, even if uh, with the notes, because you control the paper, you know, if they go to foreclosure or whatever, you have to evict. I mean, now you got a, a you know, collateral uh, and then you can just do whatever you want with the house. Uh, but in the meantime, you didn't all during that time. All you did was collect the check. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like having renters and you got to go fix crap and fix the yeah, toilet exactly. and stuff like yeah. that. That's that's intriguing. There's going to be a lot of notes popping up pretty soon, I, I would think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, this might be prime. I, I may be giving out a little bit too much, but that's all right, though. No, it'll be – <laughs> but, no, it, it should be more than enough for everyone. I mean, you could pick up probably – from my understanding, if you get – about thirty to forty notes. I mean, you you could you could have a residual income of uh, upwards of one hundred twenty grand. Mm. Me just collecting. Mm. Mm. 
Damn, but you have to know, you, you just have to know where you want to be um, and what markets are good markets in order to, to literally have that kind of uh, cash flow. Yeah. That spot. The only other thing to this is it's, it's slow. Yeah, it's a slow process. Okay. And you earlier in the show, you mentioned that um that you know you gotta let these let these um um what's it called? These the the bank let them know that you know this information about you know about the about the forbearance, you know, to hop back into that real quick. Um could you just tell our listeners real quick what what questions should they ask, you know, the banker while they're while they're talking about going through forbearance, what questions should they ask them and what should they well, ask the number one question that they may not um, answer right up front uh, is the clear-cut um, process of the of the repayment. Um, that's that's the number one question because oftentimes you you're going to have a conversation and they're going to give you what they want you to. I mean, what they want to give you. Um, in order to get the fine print, you're going to have to get an application. So, uh, and if they don't, if they don't know what to say, uh, talk to, talk to another agent, call back and talk to someone. Uh, if they don't dispel with you or let you know up front because they may not even know, or they hadn't taken the time out to learn this from upper management or the, the, the policies and procedures, um, then call back and, and try to get another person on the line. That's good advice. Because, yeah. Because again, it, it is going to ultimately boil down to uh, who's the investor on the loan. So some, some policies may be a little bit different if it's not a Fannie or Freddie uh, back loan. Hmm. Good advice. Good advice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to do that because I, you know, it's funny because me and Mike, I told Micah about this this thing, and um, and so I said, well, yeah, you just call them, you just tell them you want the thing, the the three month forbearance. And they said, okay, starting day one right now, and they get you off of the auto pays and everything. I said, wow, that's pretty easy. But yeah. then you get the email with all the stuff you got to fill out, you know, all the forms, right. and then it says you have your own um, house preser home preservation specialists, and yeah. so and it's a yeah, because I had I had asked the girl a bunch a bunch of questions the the original the original girl that was helping me, and she didn't have hardly any answers. She didn't know about interest. She didn't know about whatever payment paying back. She she said, "Oh, it might be information on the the forms we're sending you, plus you know, and and, and now you have your your you know, home preservation specialist to talk to." I tried yeah. calling, you know, I was on hold forever, and then and then I just left a voicemail. That was two days ago, so they're pretty they're pretty busy right now. I would assume they're pretty backed up. Yeah, so that's the thing. So if I do hit her up, I'm gonna ask her all these questions. I appreciate it so much. All right. Yeah. And you're welcome, man. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm I'm glad that I was able to uh, add value to you guys. And um, <clears throat> you know, who knows? I might be back on in a week or two if if things continue to go the way they are and and the you know the the market mortgage uh, space change. And I'll probably be able to add some more stuff to to you guys. Cool, man. Yeah, we. Pre yeah, man. This is. Uh, yeah, you, you've you've helped us. You've helped me out personally a lot because I didn't. I didn't know all this. I I just got a text from Micah. Hey, hold off on, 
hold off on that forbearance. You got it, but you know there might be some some catches to it. And then, then I said, well, good, get us a banker on, or get us a get us a loan specialist on. And and he said, oh, I'm gonna try to get. You. And when you got you, I was like, man, this is perfect. You know, I love I love this yeah. platform because we can not only can we find out answers for ourselves, but we're help, you know, helping out our fans and, and listeners too. So yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. No and problem. so, yeah, so folks can hit you up and, and, and get, get their, you know, get their questions asked and then get their journey started. All right. Sounds good. The famous Chris Henry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to blast this on, on everything and hopefully we can help people out. So cool, man. Any more questions, Mike? No, that was it, man. Definitely thank you for coming on, man. Cause yeah, me and me and uh, Steve have been on the phone with Wells Fargo. <laughs> Uh, you know, trying to uh, save, thought we was about to save some money. <laughs> we got to go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, for real, for $4. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't, yeah, if you save it, don't blow it. Keep it and pay it back. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah, man, that was Chris Henry uh, coming at you. He gave you all the information on loan forbearances, loan modifications, everything you need to know about it. Uh, you can hit us up at fa- on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Let's Live, Let Thrive. Hit us up, YouTube, leave us a comment, subscribe, all that good stuff, man. And hit up Chris Henry. Get your get your yeah, get your loan right. Yeah, if you in this DFW area, hit up Chris Henry, man. Get your get your loan right. Don't lose your house. And you do you, you do um new home loans too or just my, my No, just just my just servicing. Okay, um, cool. Just servicing. But I know a lot about the originations, but we only spent, you know, work with um servicing the loan awesome yeah all right man this has been a great episode lt is out all right peace later so after learning all that man damn like oh yeah yeah we got the new llt gear we gotta get that (laughs) i gotta get that matter of fact because i got some gear to give you but um so after learning all that you know because i called wells fargo and i was ready to hop in but i was like the lady just made it seem too easy. And I'm like, man, hold on. There's a catch to this shit. And I'm like, let me call. I, you know, I posted something on Facebook. And, man, I just started getting loads of replies. They were like, oh, well, they'll do accrued interest. They'll do this. And so Chris was like, hey, I, I've been doing this for eight years. So, yeah, I think I'm going to hold off myself, man. How about yourself? There's nothing for free, especially, yeah. I mean, I don't see a benefit to it if I'm going to have to pay it all off at the end anyways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I talked to Jabron earlier about it too because he, he he had some information. He was like, "Yeah, man." He was like, "You have to think like this. You can't outsmart these banks, man." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's a good point." So, now, if I was planning on selling selling one of my houses, I would do it. Yeah, that would give me a three month buffer to for no payments. You know. Yeah. Then I could true. like if it needed if it needed work done, the money I would be spending on the mortgage, I'd just I'd be putting in you know fixing this, fixing fixing the bathroom, fixing whatever it needed. And then, yeah, that makes sense then, because then you sell it, you don't ever have to pay that that forbeared money back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true, man. It, it, it's way I think it's ways to make it work, but you just got to be creative, you know, and willing to take that leap. So, but yeah, that was a good app, man. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely holding off. <laughs> you know, I've uh, been blessed so far. You know, um, with everything uh, still working. Still, business is still operating. <laughs> uh, you know, I ain't took huge hits, but uh, I did take a couple of hits, man. So, like, my times, <laughs> the timeshare, they just straight closed one of the youth, the whole building. And, like, I had guests in there. 
so like they put the guests out but they weren't tripping they were like hey man we already know what's going on it's a pandemic and they you know so we refunded them the rest of their stay so it was it's pretty it's getting crazy out there you know because I, yeah. I think we ain't really looking at it in totality there's a lot of people out there without jobs right now man you know that's the, that's the thing. I mean, I guess we're at least we're fortunate enough to have jobs. Some some of these people that we, especially people we interviewed on this show, uh, that's their that's their their main their only source of income is Airbnb. I mean, they're making a killing off of it. But man, they didn't have they don't have no job. They don't have no. It's all hundred percent Airbnb. So I mean, if this teaches you anything, you should you should diversify. I don't know if you should have a job if you don't want to have a job or a part time or something or have some kind of other hustles, but. Yeah, put your eggs in in one basket, man. It's it's very very dangerous. Yeah, it is. It's anything. Yeah, you definitely can't uh, have all your eggs in one basket out here, man. It's a dangerous game, you know. And I I think a lot of Airbnb hosts might have got caught with their pants down, you know. I think you know, and uh, you know, I just think they, you know, I think people who are Airbnb dependent, and it, it start to start to crank up on you when airbnb start laying their hand down you know so you know you know something i, I thought of was funny because i watched uh, uh jay massey's show after all this stuff hit you know he started putting these episodes out and answering the questions from the from the listeners from his you know followers and uh, he's talking about okay man this is this, this is um this is uncharted times you got to do you got to start slashing wherever you can slash he talked about you know cutting netflix and cutting Mm-hmm. Whatever you got, whatever serve you know, little things you got here, and cutting the coffee. He used to talk about cutting coffee. You know, just every cost that everything that's not totally one hundred percent vital to your business. And I was like, I was thinking, um, is paying to be part of a <laughs> part of a group for a thousand dollars a month is that vital to their business? <laughs> I started thinking that man. he didn't mention that though. He said, oh, no, don't end your thousand dollar a month subscription." <laughs> Cut that! Cut that ten dollar Netflix payment. <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, it's getting uh, it's getting crazy out here, man. And I don't you know. know. You know, it's cool. I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, if you look, yeah, look for the silver silver lining. What's cool? Bigger Pockets just mentioned the other day they're putting all their all their books for um, ten bucks. The audio and. Um, I think audio and, and then like your phone, you read it on your phone, whatever that is, the PDF and audio, yeah. all, all their books and their whole catalog is 10 bucks a book. So that's not bad. If you want to start getting your, like you were talking about getting your knowledge on right now while everything is kind of up in the air, start yeah. learning some shit, you know, start learning like home improvements, start learning some things you can do yourself, start learning or start learning whatever. I don't know, you know, the bird strategies, you learn all this shit because then you'll be, at least you have that knowledge when it's time to go get back in the game. And this, this is a perfect time to do it too. A perfect time to do it, you know. Um, you know, people people get desperate in these times, man. And they, 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 man, I need another stream of income, you know. It's that time, you know. So, uh, but yeah, to all the Airbnb hosts out there, I hope y'all surviving through all this because I know a lot of people taking hits. I see people selling units. I see people taking different strategies. So, yeah, man, I just really hope that everybody's still still thriving. Even the people that do long-term, if you do long-term, I hope you're thriving too. You ain't got those that uncomfortable call yet, like, hey, I don't got my job no more. You're like, oh, snap, I got to work out some payment plans. So, yeah. Yeah, this, I mean, this this event, like, right here, man, it'll separate the pros from the pretenders, right? 
Because, yeah. I mean, hustlers will find a way, man. Like I said, if you have to rent out each room, room by room, and, and do some stuff and, and lower, you know, lower the prices a little just to get by. I mean, if you could just weather the storm, mm-hmm. you'd be sitting pretty in a few months, you know, when everybody jumped out. You'd be sitting real pretty. See, cause that's my thing. And that's my thing about hopping in right now onto something. I don't know how long this thing's going to last. You know, this whole Corona thing, we don't know how long it's going to last. I mean, you got to be willing to take a chance, though. You know, um, I, I, and it's funny. I was actually asked this earlier today. I was like, does the U.S. have a timeline of when China first started the pandemic to when they found out they had zero new cases? If you could kind of use that as a baseline to analyze things over here, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I don't know. One thing, one thing that um, I remember the last recession and I remember because I was in apartments when that happened. So it really didn't hit me. You know, that's before I even got my first house. But I remember apartment complexes everywhere was struggling. Right. And um, and I remember it was like they were giving away, you know, oh, first month free two first two months free plus a free 40, 44 inch TV. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to get people in to rent, you know. And so they were struggling. So when stuff like this happened, there's a lot of discounts, a lot of sales. And I was thinking to use that strategy when you're trying to, let's say you're going to try to arbitrage, you know, say, Hey, I, I, it's a great house. You know, I'd love to rent it. I'd love to sign a year lease on it or six months or whatever, or yeah, or a year. But could I get the first two months, you know, first two months free, then I start paying, you know, and then even inform them. You could even do your, you can even do a forbearance through your bank. <laughs> Might not tell them about that, that balloon payment. I'm just kidding. No, be up front. And, uh, but, but you could even, I mean, if, if there's renters out there that are, that are like desperate to get these, cause they're paying the mortgage and they're paying the electric, they're paying everything. Now, not just, like I said, not just the mortgage, mortgage in itself, 1500 bucks, probably a lot of these houses, but then they're paying the electric gas water. I mean, the government's going to want his, his water is going to, but government's going to want the gas bill or go, you know, electric company got to pay that. I mean, that's, that's more expense. So if they even just get someone in there to, to make that $1,500 a month for them, you know what I'm saying? Just to pay the note that takes off another four to $500 of expenses off their back too. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you could probably get a good deal on some rent, but just, and then, Hey, work that in say, can I get the first month or first two months free or something like that? And then, That'll help me weather the storm until I can get some Airbnbers in here. That's just another strategy I was thinking of. That's a good strategy. I mean, people are desperate right now, man. And uh, it's funny you said the last recession. I think for the people that's panicking, I think that's a good thing that you said that because I always look at it. Um, I listen to Master P a lot. He said, the reason why recessions and things like that don't scare him is because he was like, I'm from the ghetto. He goes, I'm from the ghetto, but I live in Hollywood now. He goes, I can go back to that. I don't care because I have a million dollars worth of information in my head. I have a million dollars worth of game. So I know how to get back out of it, but I know how to survive in it. And I know how to get back out of it. He goes, if you ain't never experienced that and you, and you go have to live like that, he said, it'll kill you. So what I did was this whole time during this, I'm like, man, what was I at the last recession and could I still survive that? And I was like, man, I could, you know? So I'm like, I ain't really worth to worry too much about what's going on, but now I have more information and we can use this information to not only help other people, but to grow yourself. So man, so fear, don't let fear lead your way, lead the way, man. So. 
Or let fear motivate you in a way. Well, yeah, you can let it motivate you, but yeah. let it motivate you rationally. <laughs> yeah, 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 in a good way. Yeah, because yeah. we was talking about that earlier. You know, fear, 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 and pa- fear can create fear creates panic, and panic does create action. You know exactly, and nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw this coming. Maybe well, the government knew. That's why they all cashed out before. Yeah. Our- yeah. everything was okay <laughs> and that's the thing like you said nobody saw it. it's a pandemic it's a you know nobody saw it coming and it's just like you like you like we always say how many times on this podcast you can't predict the market can't predict it. you can't predict it man and um and if you let's just say you right right now would be like you have stocks or 401k whatever you got right now would be a terrible time to sell because everything's down right if you if you're in these um these funds you know mutual funds or or VTSAX whatever you just gotta keep pumping money in because it's gonna come you're buying at a discount right now I mean you just that's why you can't you can't time the market you just gotta keep putting your money in it sucks because Wall Street's crooked as hell but you might as well play their game because it's like the biggest game in town but also don't just put all your like that's what everybody I mean, a lot of so many people at work man especially the older ones they were like got wiped out man this shit just because they're like close to retirement age they don't have rent this ah, i'm never gonna get no rental house i don't want to deal with fixing the toilet in the middle man it's not a, it's not a choice anymore you got to have other things going on you can't just rely on wall street man they'll rob you blind dude that's i'd be telling people that man yeah multiple streams of income yeah, you're right. It's not a choice. It's 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 a necessity at this point. Yeah, and then that's what I was thinking about, man. Them people that got wiped get wiped out. You about a year away from retirement, and then boom, you wiped. Bro, all that Robert people say Robert Kiyosaki's crazy, man. I don't know, man. He says it all the time, man. That can wipe out your four hundred one k. He says it in the, all the time, and you know, and you know the people who were super i don't want to attack the people that are dave ramsey i, I have some dave ramsey in me a little tiny bit but you know that whole putting your money in in the stock market and just working your whole that shit can kill you man so yeah, literally and that and and speaking about dave ramsey a little bit i kind of started seeing a little bit of wow you know it, it would be nice to not be paying to this 5,000 a month that I'm paying toward mortgages, it'd be sweet to one day have, you know, the renters in place that I'll be making that 5,000 a month because the houses are paid off. I'm not saying have all my houses paid off, but I'll have like, you know, three or four or five that are all, that would be nice to have them. Those ones are paid off and those are going to carry me in case shit happens. And I'll have mortgages only all the other ones, you know, so I could take advantage of that leverage, but to have a good mix in your mind, that would be, you know, just to have some kind of safety net, some safety cushion. Yeah. You know who really thrives in time like this? Multifamily investors. They thrive in shit like this. I can go down. I got 50 doors in this one complex and I was sitting there looking and that's why I'm like, man, I got to have something. Even if you do buy houses, I think renting by room is like the way to go. It it creates a multifamily. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Multifamily always wins. Like, you know, and I think that, I think that's just where it is, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, they might struggle too, because like I said, remember they're giving those deals like crazy, man, you know, free color TV and two months free rent and all just to get people in their, in their units. And yeah, there'll be lean times, but you're right. I mean, it's got a bunch of uh, units. Still survive, and, man. 
But the only thing with that, a lot of people that that get into multifamily are they don't buy it by themselves. They have it there in it with a whole bunch of other people. So, but I know, but it gives you leverage. Yeah, it's leverage. As long as they pay, they don't give a damn. As long as you you might not bring it in more on your end, but shit, if they paid and you, it's a long term place. It's like you said with the stock, can't pull your money out. It's gonna go back up. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So So, yeah. It's a trip. Wow, I look at it, man. I just look at it from all angles, man. I was like, damn. So you still looking for your um, fourplex? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I'm, I was trying to, I was trying to get it. I think someone bought the one I was looking at. Uh, so hmm. if not. Then I'm a, you know, not the the house with the apartment attached to it. He listed it again. But he he came down like fifty G's. The one over there in the Viridian. Mm-hmm. I was oh, he, he came down fifty G's. God, dog. I was like, oh shit, yeah. So um, I'm thinking about offering like three something on it. So I don't know. I'm 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 looking at different options. I'm just running numbers and looking at different options. And uh, but I'm actively looking. I'm in the portals every day. You gonna rent the upstairs out again? That that's a possibility because I'm like, man, if people need the housing, I mean, it's definitely a possibility. Because I think that's where we're gonna be. People gonna downsize. Yep. A lot of possibilities, man. Got to look at everything. Yes, sir. Can't be a one-trick pony anymore. Got to have deal. You got to have. You got to have different game, man. Well, cool, man. Great episode. Yeah. Good, good talking to you and and our fans and Chris Henry and yeah, man. It's a lot of yeah. We give you all a lot of good good information. So go go like us and go um. What's it called? Go um. Give leave us a review. We yeah, we appreciate that. Subscribe, like, leave us a review, all that good stuff. And uh, hit us up in the comments if you're on the YouTube. So, uh, yeah, we definitely reply back. I'm still on my break from um, all the social medias right now. So, <laughs> you can oh, break from social media. <laughs> I, told you, I told you that already, right? Yeah, man. You got to start using social media for what it's for to make you money. Yeah, man. I just got off of it. I was just, I mean, everything was just negative, 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 negative. The world's coming to block, an end block, and all block, this block, stuff. Block, block, block. Money, 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 money. I got to block everybody. <laughs> but I do. Block, block, block. If I don't want to see it. But nah. Uh, I oh, by, by the way, if y'all be liking these hats, I'm, we're going to have some on sale pretty soon. So the LLT hat. Represent. You wear this, it's like gives you power. You know, it gives you like, man, I'm going to thrive through anything. You know, it's like a talisman. It's just like, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's, flat, it's fresh, huh? My buddy, my buddy hooked it up. That's dope. I like it, man. No, this one's called the trucker hat. He told, he said it's the trucker hat. It has the, you know, the holes through it. And this one's the, this is what Michael wanted. The flat oh, brim. Fitted. You know. fitted. Yeah, fitted. Well, Sir. yeah. So, we'll, so hit us. Yeah, we'll be having some merch coming. Some merch coming at y'all. Yes, sir. But yeah, thank y'all for listening. LLT is out. Later. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.